Is there something wrong? Warning. Life support failure on all decks. Abandon ship. Maybe it is time to take command. Bridge to Captain. Join Jan Shaw updating current events as only Jan can. Library computer. Data being received. Produced by CosmicReality.com Hello and welcome to this week's Cosmic Creating Show. My name is Jan Shaw, the Success Alchemist. You can find me at thesuccessalchemist.net, which is my website about my intuitive success coaching. You'll find a lot of free information on there about mindfulness, mindset, manifestation, empowerment, and spiritual development. You can also download my free ebook, Dream Achievers Success Kit. You can also find me on social media, Facebook and YouTube, Jan Shaw, the Success Alchemist. On Twitter, at Coach Jan Shaw. On Two Social, Success Alchemist. And on Telegram, US UK Patriot. Today is the 25th of November, 2023. And the title of today's show is Dominoes Are Falling, People Are Angry, Satan Has Been Defeated. For those of you who are listening from the US, I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving this week. And, of course, Black Friday, but I'm not a great fan of that because it just encourages out-of-control consumerism, which is really not good for us, especially at this time with uh, the cost of living being so high. Now, I do have a lot of news to share today, as usual. It's been a very busy week again. But I just wanted to start with a post that appeared on my timeline on Facebook. And it's by Universal States of Consciousness, which is um, produced by Zander Ludena. And it's a really interesting take on our purpose here. And when I say our, I, I know that most of my listeners are very much on a spiritual journey and very committed to assisting in the war against the satanic forces that have been controlling this planet for millennia. And this is a really interesting take on our role here as light workers or starseeds or whatever you care to call yourself. It's titled A Spiritual Conspiracy No More. On the surface of the world right now, there is war and violence and things seem dark, but calmly and quietly at the same time, something else is happening underground. An inner revolution is taking place and certain individuals are being called to a higher light. It is a silent revolution from the inside out, from the ground up. This is a global operation a spiritual conspiracy. There are sleeper cells in every nation on the planet. You won't see us on the TV. You won't read about us in the newspaper. You won't hear about us on the radio. We don't seek glory. We don't wear any uniform. We come in all shapes and sizes, colors and styles. Most of us work anonymously. We are quietly working behind the scenes in every country and culture of the world. Cities, big and small, mountains and valleys, in farms and villages, tribes and remote islands. You could pass by one of us on the street and not even notice. We go undercover. We remain behind the scenes. It is of no concern to us who takes the final credit, but simply that the work gets done. Occasionally, we spot each other in the street. We give a quiet nod and continue on our way. During the day, many of us pretend we have normal jobs, but behind the false storefront at night is where the real work takes place. Some call us the conscious army. We are slowly creating a new world with the power of our minds and hearts. We follow with passion and joy. Our orders come from the central spiritual intelligence. We are dropping soft secret love bombs when no one is looking. Poems, hugs, music, photography, movies, kind words, smiles, meditation and prayer, dance, social activism, websites, blogs, random acts of kindness, releasing grudges and letting go of judgments, 
We each express ourselves in our own unique ways, with our own unique gifts and talents. Be the change you want to see in the world. This is the motto that fills our hearts. We know it is the only way real transformation takes place. We know that quietly and humbly we have the power of all the oceans combined. Our work is slow and meticulous, like the formation of mountains. It is not even visible at first glance. And yet with it, entire tectonic plates shall be moved in the centuries to come. Love is the new religion of the 21st century. You don't have to be a highly educated person or have any exceptional knowledge to understand it. It comes from the intelligence of the heart, embedded in the timeless evolutionary pulse of all human beings. Be the change you want to see in the world. Nobody else can do it for you. We are now recruiting. Perhaps you will join us or already have. All are welcome. The door is open. And it was actually written by Brian Piergrossi. So really is the story of the role that we've all come here to play. I'd like to share something else with you as well. I've recently started reading uh, David Icke's books. I've been well aware of him for years. Of course, he started out as a professional soccer player and then moved into TV. And then, of course, he became renowned for his so-called conspiracy theories and had to suffer immense amounts of ridicule. Um, I've only just started reading his books. I have seen some of his other presentations. And this one that I'm currently reading is one of his earlier ones. I did start on a recent one, The Dream, but I decided I needed to go back to one of his earlier ones with so much background in it. Um, It's called The Biggest Secret. And I wanted to share something that he shared in one of his chapters It says, I have learned from enormous and at times extreme experience to follow the flow of life and to go where it takes me. When I feel the rhythm of life, I dance. When I hear it speak to me, I listen. I go where the music takes me, no matter how incredible it may be or what consequences it may have for my life. For those who haven't tried that yet, you will be amazed at what an adventure life suddenly becomes what knowledge you can access, grasp and understand when you go with the flow and cease to wage war with it for fear of being different. For most people, so often the head gets in the way because they fear stepping outside of convention. They fear what other people will think and say about them. But how can you expose the unthinkable unless you think the unthinkable? Are we saying that we know it all? Is there nothing left to know? Of course there is. We know only a fraction of it all. And what has been the force that has brought us even to our current state of knowledge? Those who have dared to think and communicate the unthinkable. Without such people, the human race cannot evolve. It just runs on the spot, living within a perpetual prison of the mind. What was that they said? Humans will fly. Ridiculous. That we can travel beyond the speed of sound. Crazy. That we can create babies in a test tube and clone the human and animal species. Ludicrous. Yet all and more have been done by those who have thought the unthinkable while the masses mocked. Give it a try before you forget how to do it. Think beyond the bounds of what you are told is reality. To refuse to do so is the ultimate prison cell, the ultimate mental and emotional stagnation, the ultimate control. Indeed, it is the way we have been controlled since the whole scam began. And that really resonated with me because I left a very well-paid corporate career in 2004 feeling that it was not in alignment with my values at the time and I embarked on my spiritual journey and for those of you who've listened to me before you'll know that that was very much um, facilitated by the experience I had with my horse but also then in 2010 I was led to move from the UK to the US I was on a, a mission to create the Festival of Enlightenment, which is one of the hardest challenges 
I've ever faced. And since then, I've been prompted to move to all different places in the US. And I've known intuitively that my function there, my purpose, was really to hold light. And so it was interesting that in David Icke's book earlier on, he talks about some really dark places. And this is all about the reptilians. I don't know if you believe in in them or have looked into them, but uh, there's a lot of evidence out there to suggest that the controllers are, are reptilians or of reptilian bloodlines, whether true bloods or hybrids. And this is a lot of what David goes into in his book. But he mentions um, Denver Airport, and that's notorious for having a lot of satanic symbolism and underground bases and so on. And interestingly, that was the airport I flew into when I moved from the UK to the US. I spent almost a year in the Denver area. And after that, I was in Austin, Texas. And I don't know that that was kind of politically uh, connected, but the ranch where I lived for nearly four years looking after the Arabian horses there was a really dark place. And if you're familiar with Jean Rockefeller, she actually did a reading on the land and said it was so heavy, the energy there, that she struggled to release it. And um, and then after that, I went back to Colorado and I was in southwest Colorado near to Durango. And that's very close to the Four Corners. And this is one of the places that... Um, that David Icke mentions in his book as one of the entrances to the underground network of bases, cities and tunnels. And Dulce, New Mexico is not far from there as well and that is very much related to uh, the reptilian movement and so on. If you're not familiar with the Four Corners, there's actually a monument there and it's where four states actually meet um, Arizona, Utah, Colorado, and New Mexico. And I believe it's also a focal point of a vortex there. So that kind of explained to me why on earth I ended up in a little town called Bayfield in Colorado, not far from there, which, um, you know, seemed rather strange for a Brit to end up somewhere like that. And then I started spending my winters in Arizona three years ago. And he also mentioned Sedona. And Sedona has a reputation for being a very kind of spiritual place and everything. And I visited Sedona and I didn't feel good vibes there at all. And apparently there is also another entrance to um, one of the DUMS, the deep underground military bases there as well. Now, of course, I'm back in the UK, in central England. David Icke talks about centres across the UK, which also have been controlled by reptilians, by the controllers, the satanic controllers. So when I read the passage in the book that I've shared with you, about, you know, following the lead as to where you're meant to be. Every move that I've made, I've known I was being led there and my move back to the UK was a very intuitive decision, not based on just logic or, you know, reasons for needing to come back. Although obviously my family is here, so that was one of the kind of factors that backed it up. So I would really underscore what David Icke said about really following where you're led because that's the place where you are meant to be to have an inf a powerful influence just on an energetic level with the surroundings and what is going on in those locations. I hope you found that useful. Uh, I'm going to do a quick rundown of the headlines and then I'll dig a little deeper into as many of these as I can fit into the time of the show. So interestingly, we've got Pizzagate back in the news, and that's linked to 
Elon Musk's defamation lawsuit against Media Matters, which is a left-wing organisation that basically goes on the attack of any conservatives or so-called right-wingers. Um, the Democrats are panicking over the release of the January 6 tapes. I did mention that last week. Um, Mike Johnson, the new Speaker of the House, released a tranche of those last Friday, and now it's releasing information that contradicts all the testimony that the January 6 committee included very selectively to attack Trump and to discredit Trump supporters. We have presidential elections around the world that are um, unseating the left-wing socialist parties and installing much more conservative leaders. We have the anti-globalist movement growing everywhere. There are more MEPs, members of the European Parliament, standing up to the EU globalist agenda. We have, according to Mike Lindell, a major win in his lawsuit against Georgia for their voting machines. So more evidence of election fraud in 2020 is about to come out. People in many countries are standing up against this uncontrolled or actually controlled by the WEF, uh, the unlimited illegal immigration that's happening across the world. There have been uh, protests in France, in Germany. Spain is protesting against their socialist government. In the UK, we have new parties showing up, going against the traditional parties of the Conservative and Labour parties, who are basically following the playbook of the WEF. In, it, in Ireland, we had an awful stabbing of children and a couple of adults. This was um, a couple of days ago. And that was by an illegal immigrant. And the Irish people are absolutely up in arms because their country has been taken over by all these illegal immigrants from these eastern countries, Muslims particularly. And so the people are getting very angry and um, basically saying, we've had enough, we've got to de deport all these people that have swamped the country, trying to completely destroy the culture of each country with no intention of integrating and basically wanting to impose their Islamic will upon the people, bring in Sharia law, etc. And this, of course, is being constantly promoted by the WEF and their minions. And anybody who challenges it, of course, is accused of being xenophobic. Even some Democrats are revolting against this mass immigration. Um, Mayor Eric Adams in New York City, he has complained about Biden's open borders, saying that his city is now swamped with Muslim illegal immigrants, that the city cannot afford to pay to support all these people. And... So he is now under attack by the Democrats, by Biden's DOJ. He's been accused of fraud and latterly of sexual assault, which is the usual tactic used against defectors and the opponents of the regime. And I think this is waking more and more people up because apparently there are a lot of uh, demographics that are actually abandoning the Democrat Party and are starting to support Trump and his agenda, which of course is for the people and to make America great again. And there are many people on Twitter from the UK who have MBGA, in other words, make Britain great again, and are supporting the same moves over here. 
And as I said, this is happening across the world. Sweden, that has had uh, terrible issues relating to the illegal immigrants, you know, they've got the highest rate of rapes almost in the world, I think. And other Scandinavian countries, along with them, are now now have a new policy to deport these illegal immigrants. And thank goodness they have some sense. We need to do the same in the US and in the UK and across the Western countries. Of course, they're the ones that are under attack. Uh, the countries in Europe and the Scandinavian countries are the ones who have suffered the most when it comes to this mass immigration of people from Islamic nations. So let's just run through in order of the title that I gave to this show what's actually going on. And the first part of the title was Dominoes Are Falling. And this is a tweet from Liz Crokin, who has been on the Pizzagate story since it first started Oh, several years ago, I can't remember when exactly. Boom, Elon Musk trolls Barack Obama with pedophile codes found in the Podesta emails. Musk wrote Domino's Effect with a pizza emoji and a post with a meme about Obama's alleged drug-fueled gay orgy. Domino's and pizza are code words found in the Podesta emails. Domino's is believed to be a code word referencing a sex act. And the word pizza is a pedophile code word commonly used by child sex predators. Also, pizza emojis are also used by child sex predators as pedophile code as confirmed by the Wall Street Journal earlier this year. On December 12, 2015, creepily billionaire philanthropist Herb Sandler sent an email with the subject cheese to John and Mary Podesta that concluded with this. P.S. Do you think I'd do better playing dominoes on cheese or pasta? And actually, pasta is another keyword or code word used by pedophiles. On May 14, 2009, Fred Burton, the chief security officer at Stratford, sent an email to Don Kuykendall with other CC'd, released via WikiLeaks Global Intelligence Files. The email read, I think Obama spent about $65,000 of the taxpayers' money flying in pizza dogs from Chicago for a private party at the White House not long ago. Assume we are using the same channels. Looks like Elon has gone down the Pizzagate rabbit hole. We're getting closer. And Elon Musk replied to this, Domino's effect, and there's an image of a huge set of dominoes. And I'll read it starting at the smallest domino at the bottom. Jack Ryan at a Paris sex club. Then Ryan drops out of Senate race. Then Obama takes his place. Then becomes senator. Then wins presidency. Then alleged Obama drug-fueled gay orgy. Then Ariel on Twitter, proletario number one, he posts Pizzagate the reprisal. Why is this important more so than the first go around? Because Twitter stroke X is being run by liberal Nazis who had control of the algorithm. CEO Parag Agrawal, CFO Ned Sneagle, Siegel sorry, and Chief Legal Counsel Vijaya Gade all were put on trial for their role in censorship. The day this happened, Twitter stroke X started glitching, even when they were not present or at the office. Today, that's no longer the case, which also means people who were doing halfway research in this area without disclosing any names involved will be put in the hot seat. We all know who a couple of them are. Remember, there are already subpoenas going out for those who are on Jeffrey Epstein Island, the Biden family also has subpoenas. We are approaching D-Day. Files are going to be released. Names are going to be revealed. Arrests are going to be made. Reports are going to be written. People are going to be shown the truth. All, of course, will come in phases so it can be digested. November is shaping up to be historical. 
And it's got a screenshot of a Rolling Stone article. Elon Musk is now dipping his toe into Pizzagate. The owner of X can't stop engaging with vile conspiracy theories, even as advertisers flee the platform. Now, you may ask, what is the link between Elon Musk and Pizzagate? Well, this is an article by LegalInsurrection.com. Elon Musk, ex-corporation, previously known as Twitter, sues Media Matters, alleges systematically manipulated the ex-user experience to defame X. Complaint. Media Matters knowingly and maliciously manufactured side-by-side images depicting advertisers' posts on X-Court's social media platform beside neo-Nazi and white nationalist fringe content and then portrayed these manufactured images as if they were what typical X-users experience on the platform. Media Matters designed both these images and its resulting media strategy to drive advertisers from the platform and destroy X-Core. Media Matters is alleged to have manipulated its feed to create the false impression that X is showing advertiser ads next to Nazi content in order to get the advertisers to drop X. Elon Musk tweeted that he would file a thermonuclear lawsuit when court opened today. This was actually published on the 20th. So what it is, is an attempt to destroy X economically by getting advertisers to leave the platform in droves. And so basically destroy X just because, you know, they can't sustain their operations without this income. Now, the link with Pizzagate is very interesting because of the link with Media Matters. And Media Matters was founded by David Brock. And there's another tweet on X, of course. Um, It's got a screenshot of another tweet David Brock was the boyfriend of James Alephantis, owner of Comet Ping Pong Pizza, yes, the Pizzagate restaurant. Alephantis, a pizza shop owner at that time, was on GQ's 50 Most Powerful People in DC list. So that connection has spawned an absolute deluge of tweets or ex-posts, bringing back all the evidence, all the information about Pizzagate. And we've also had a number of uh, arrests of people on pedophile charges or child pornography charges. Uh, Gateway Pundit reports Texas A&M University employee arrested on child pornography charges. FBI uncovers use of pizza as code word in chats. A Texas A&M University employee, Clinton Harden, has been arrested by the FBI on charges related to child pornography. The arrest came after agents executed a search warrant at Harden's residence and found evidence of his involvement in receiving and possessing child pornography materials, KBTX reported. Harden held the position of Senior Administrative Coordinator at Texas A&M University. His linked profile indicates that he had been employed at the university for more than a decade, but only took on the senior administrative role in July 2020. There's also been um, somebody, I haven't got the article in front of me, but a Pentagon official involved in the school system on military bases who's also been arrested I'm not sure if it was possession of child pornography or if it was actually because of um, sexual assaults, rapes of young children. So all of this is coming out much more. You know, it was so-called debunked by the mainstream media, of course. You would expect nothing less. But now the truth is coming out and especially with Elon Musk commenting on this and drawing attention to it, the audience that is becoming aware of it is absolutely massive. 
Also, on another topic, people are getting really angry about this mass immigration. Um, there's just been a an incident in Dublin where three children, and I believe two adults, were stabbed in the street by somebody who it seems is an Algerian immigrant and one of them, a five-year-old, is in critical condition. And as usual, the left wing gets stuck in blaming the people protesting this because of this mass immigration. And this is a tweet from Daryl Lynn, far right is the new common sense. And it's um, a response to a tweet by Martin Daubney. You're now far right if you object to children being stabbed in cold blood in Dublin. I guess that means we're all far right tonight. And there's a screenshot of riot police in the streets of Dublin. And the headline, I don't know the source of this. Oh, it's Sky News, sorry. Far right protests after girl five among three children stabbed near school in Dublin. The response by the Irish Premier, Varad Carr, says he will immediately work to introduce new hate speech and incitement laws to ensure the scenes witnessed yesterday in Dublin never happen again. There's another tweet by Miss Joe. A child is in hospital trying to stay alive. Two others are injured, not because of the fires you see pictured, and it's a screenshot of a number of newspapers in Ireland or the bottles hurled at police, but because an Algerian immigrant allegedly went on a stabbing frenzy in Dublin. You would not get that message from Irish press today. Irish independent hate on the streets. The Herald, blood on the streets. And another one from Irish independent, similarly, but with a different photograph, hate on the streets. And she goes on, and here is the Google list of articles when searching directly for children stabbed in Dublin. Almost all focus on far-right protests and violent clashes. It's almost as though the Algerian did not take a knife and deliberately try and harm and kill children. And it's got a screenshot of the Google search results. BBC, Dublin riot sees clashes with police after five hurting stabbings. The Guardian, violent protests in Dublin after women, woman and children injured in knife attack. CNN, violent clashes erupt in Dublin after stabbing of five people, including three children, shocks community. Reuters, riots erupt in Dublin after children stabbed, and so it goes on. So it's the protesters that are being attacked not the perpetrator of this terrible crime. And yes, you know, perhaps these violent protesters were not the people of Dublin who were really genuinely appalled at this. They could have been plants again to discredit the peaceful protesters, uh, as we've seen before with BLM and Antifa and so on. The British are up in arms about the level of immigration and these pro-Palestinian protests that happened over Remembrance Weekend, uh, last weekend, and the response of the police, which was to arrest veterans and the people that were trying to stop the desecration of the Remembrance Memorials. Zero Hedge has a report, lawlessness in France is off the charts as government continues to bury its head in the sand on immigration, says Marine Le Pen. And of course, she lost in the last French presidential election to Macron. And my immediate thought was this was another rigged election, just like um, Bolsonaro in Brazil was ousted by a socialist president. Um, the article was on Thursday. Lawlessness in France fueled by mass immigration has spread from the inner city suburbs to the French countryside as the government continues to ignore the reality staring it in the face, Marine Le Pen has claimed. In a recent interview with Valeur Actuelle, the firebrand nationalist and former presidential candidate evidenced the spread of disorder among migrants 
by citing the tragic case of Thomas, a 16-year-old promising rugby player who was stabbed to death by a city gang who infiltrated a village's winter ball at its local hall and stabbed several attendees in the early hours of Sunday morning. A kid died in circumstances that should never have existed, Le Pen told the publication. This tragedy corresponds to the feeling that many French people now feel. No one is safe anywhere. A new threshold has been crossed. We are witnessing an organised attack emanating from a certain number of criminogenic suburbs in which there are armed militias carrying out rage, she added. As I've said before, MEPs in Hungary and Poland and, of course, Christine Anderson in Germany have been very vocal against this EU policy of mass immigration. Of course, the EU is all controlled by the WEF. And GB News reported on Twitter again, EU dominoes fall, Brussels begs Netherlands, we're counting on you to stay amid next Brexit fear. This article was published today. The EU could be facing another departure from the bloc as the new president of the Netherlands is eyeing plans to leave the bloc. Far-right Gert Wilders, who won a shock election victory this week, put a so-called Nexit at the heart of his successful election campaign. We also have a new Argentinian president. President-elect Javier Millet ushers in new hope for the Americans. In Argentina, a country where one out of every four people work for the state and more than half of the population receives some form of government welfare, 14 million of its citizens have just voted for less government. They voted to slash the state. A true free market reformer, Javier Millet, is the first libertarian president in the world and received the most votes for president in the history of Argentina. Supported by his former political rival and a formidable pick for vice president, Millet was able to do what has seemed impossible in Latin America in recent years, namely unite a broad spectrum of conservatives, libertarians and classical liberals to save Argentina from the creeping regional rot of socialism. The tide is definitely turning against these socialists that hide under the name of liberals and progressives and Democrats. Um, People have had enough of all their policies, which have caused huge inflation and also this, as I said, again, mass immigration. We have the MAGA movement that's desperate to get Trump back in power to really drain the swamp this time. And there's also many people saying that they would never vote for the Conservative Party again in the UK because, again, Rishi Sunak was installed, not elected, as Prime Minister, and he is one of the WEF puppets who gaslights the people, just like Joe Biden does, about controlling immigration and and relieving the levels of inflation, all lies. In the UK, the support for the Reform Party is growing by the day. And The Telegraph did an interview with Richard Tice, who's the current leader of the Reform Party. And the, it was by Dominic Penner. The first question is something on which you and the Tory party certainly differ. Tom Marshall asked if net zero is achievable and is the British public aware of the true cost and the way it will impact upon our lives? Richard Tice, it's not achievable and it's not desirable. Net zero is the greatest single act of financial self-harm that people in Westminster have ever imposed on the British people. It's a catastrophe. It's going to impoverish us all. It's sending our jobs and our money abroad. We all care about the environment, the British environment. We all want to do our bit. But there's a big difference between the British environment and climate change. The climate has always changed. It always will. Anybody who thinks that if you get to net zero, you're going to stop climate change is a naive, misinformed fool. Dominic Penner then asked several questions about uh, the usual thing. Would this third party, by putting candidates in every constituency, 
basically be splitting the Conservative vote and therefore handing the election, uh, the next general election, over to the Labour Party. And the thing is, this has been the argument all along that has been keeping the same parties in power, putting through the same policies, which are all controlled by the deep state in the UK, just like they are in the US. So the only way we're going to break this pattern is actually by saying, no, we're not going to vote for these two parties again. It comes back to the quote from, I think it was Einstein, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different outcome. We're never, never going to get a decent outcome out of these establishment parties And it's the same with the Democrat Party in the US and the the rhinos in the Republican Party. We're we're talking a uni party here. And this is what's happened in the UK as well. Now that I'm back in the UK as a UK citizen, I now have a vote again and I'm very drawn to the Reform Party. I mean, the list on their homepage of the policies is Reform Our Economy, reform our public sector, reform our energy strategy, reform our institutions. So, you know, they want to cut all this uh, mass immigration. They want to strip down the bureaucracy and actually get rid of people in the civil service who are obstructing the implementation of the policies of the elected representatives I mean, the series, Yes, Prime Minister, which is a comedy series from years ago, is an absolute illustration of how the civil service manipulates politicians to just carry on the same old policies and keep all these bureaucrats in cosy jobs. And it's got to stop. Back to the US for a moment, and the other reason people are angry there is that with the release of the January 6th tapes last week, people are actually seeing a much wider spectrum of videos across the whole of the January 6th incident and realising that the January 6th corrupt committee cherry-picked scenes just showing violence when what has become clear is most of the people there were peaceful that the whole scene was infiltrated by FBI, um, confidential human sources, Antifa, people dressed up in MAGA costumes, and also the Capitol Police firing into peaceful protesters and injuring people in the crowd, not to mention the three deaths of MAGA supporters two of whom were beaten by Capitol Police and the other, of course, was shot by one of the um, Capitol Police as well. So the whole story from the January 6th committee has been an absolute tissue of lies. And now they're panicking because, of course, the truth is coming out that this was a complete setup and that this was an insurrection, a Fed-surrection, as it's called, by the Democrat Party, particularly led by Pelosi as Speaker of the House then. And it was as a cover-up of the actual insurrection on November the 3rd when the election was stolen from Trump and his supporters. So there's now going to be a a January 6th committee run by the Republicans in the House, who, of course, are now in control, So hopefully we'll see these poor January 6th political prisoners who have been treated absolutely abominably like it was a third world country. Hopefully we'll see them released as they are political prisoners and recompense for the suffering and pain that they've been subjected to. My last piece today is a segment from uh, Ben Fulford's report which links to the title of Satan Has Been Defeated. And his report again came out Monday. Satan has been defeated and now his minions are being rounded up. 
Something fundamental has happened at the highest levels of world power. Satan, as in an ancient cult of human slavers, has been defeated and now a mopping up operation is underway. The signs are everywhere. First, though, let's look at what has been defeated. And he shows a diagram of the power structure. And then he goes into detail about what the power structure looks like and how this defeat has taken place. At the top is the Star of Satan, misleadingly called the Star of David. And directly underneath, you find Switzerland and the Federal Reserve Board. The Babylonian god king at the top of this structure was David Rockefeller. Under his direct control, you see Japan, Mexico, Canada, Africa, America, Iran, Greece, England, Russia and Mongolia. On the left side, you see Queen Elizabeth and the European Commission, now the EU. Beneath her, you find the city of London and something called properties, presumably crown land, including most of Australia and Canada. On the right, you see France and hanging next to it, the Fortune 500. What you do not find under their control is Germany, then headed by Führer George Bush Sr. You also do not find the Middle Eastern monarchies like Saudi Arabia, China, ASEAN and South America under their control. So let's zoom forward to 2023 and see what has happened. England under Queen Elizabeth split off, hence Brexit. Since her consort, Philip, was the monarch of Denmark and Greece, they also split off. Even though Elizabeth was murdered, interesting, England, Ireland and Scotland are now under the control of someone loyal to her spirit. It is not the fake King Charles III. This individual says he will make a public appearance in the new year. France has also split off. It's now under the control of Pierre de Gaulle the grandson of Charles de Gaulle. At the St. Petersburg Forum, de Gaulle raised the possibility of France joining the BRICS. Russian President Vladimir Putin said that if France presented its candidacy, he would consider it. Russia, of course, also split off when Tsarist loyal to the Orthodox Church killed 200 Satanist oligarchs and exiled many others before placing the avatar Vladimir Putin in charge. Africa has also split off, which is why almost nobody submitted to vaccinations on that continent. The Russians have been providing military support for newly independent African countries. The Chinese have provided economic support. The British Commonwealth African countries are also independent. Now let's look at Germany. After George Bush Sr. and most of his family were executed for treason, the new Führer became, according to the elders of the Black Sun organization, Elon Musk. Hmm, interesting. Don't know if I'm quite going along with that, but we'll see. Donald Trump, the real one, not the fake one, is allied with this group. Japan and the Korean Peninsula are now a battleground with the Rockefeller clan fighting and losing a rearguard action to stay in control. So that leaves David Rockefeller Jr., an inheritance that now consists of the United States Corporation under the fake President Joe Biden, Canada under Castrudeau, and many of the Fortune 500 companies. His Politburo is the Swiss-based Octagon Group. Politburo member Klaus Schwab Rothschild may have been trying to oust Jr. with his Great Reset plan. He failed. In other words, much of the news events of the past several years can be seen as the Rockefeller clan fighting to stay in power. The signs that the Rockefellers are losing control of the US are everywhere now. The biggest sign is a letter going out to soldiers that says former soldiers who were involuntarily separated for refusal to receive the COVID-19 vaccination may request a correction of their military records. What this means is the vaccine mafia has lost control of the U.S. military. They're also losing control of the U.S. bureaucracy. More than 500 U.S. officials have signed a letter protesting Rockefeller surrogate Biden's Israel policy. Donald Trump supporter Cash Patel, meanwhile, has sued Rockefeller enforcer FBI Director Christopher Wray and other members of the FBI and DOJ for unlawful surveillance. They will be grilled about this under oath. 
Also, Representative Clay Higgins, Republican Louisiana, confronted Ray over nefarious buses filled with FBI informants dressed as Trump supporters deployed unto our capital on January 6th. Now the January 6th takes have been made public, proving this event was a giant fraud facilitated and coordinated by elements within the US government. Ever since Friday's release of more than 40,000 hours of January 6th Capitol Police security video, dozens of clips debunking the January 6th committee's violent insurrection narrative have been floating around X. I must just correct that because they haven't released 40,000 hours of this. They've only uh, released the first tranche and more is going to be released by Mike Johnson um, in stages. The other thing that is happening is the snowballing evidence of the vaccine crimes committed by the Khazarian Mafia pharmaceutical corporations. For example, Japanese researchers have confirmed the vaccines were designed to make heart muscles produce spike proteins. These in turn cause the immune system to attack them, leading to all those heart deaths. Pfizer, meanwhile, has admitted privileged populations receive special safe COVID-19 vaccines in different batches. In other words, vaccines were used to selectively cull the population of undesirables. We also see a lawsuit has been filed against New Jersey for secretly harvesting babies' blood for elite VIPs. Now Senator Rand Paul, Republican Kentucky, is pursuing federal criminal action against Dr. Anthony Fauci for perjury before Congress. Virtually everything they said in private, they said the opposite in the public at the same time, Dr. Paul said. He should be pursuing war crimes and mass murder charges. A document by the Secretariat for World Order from September 20th, 1991, for example, calls for the immediate reduction of the world population. This must be done by whatever means necessary. Compulsory cooperation is not debatable with 166 nations. The Security Council of the UN, led by the Anglo-Saxon major nation powers, will decree that henceforth the Security Council will inform all nations that its sufferance on population has ended, that all nations have quotas for population reduction on a yearly basis, which will be enforced by the Security Council by selective or total embargo of credit, items of trade, including food and medicine, or by military force when required. Donald Trump, the real one, is certainly planning to file criminal charges against the Rockefellers and their hatchet men. That is why the Rothschild-controlled economist calls Trump the biggest danger to the world in 2024. Jen Psaki for her part, speaks about the fear of Trump prosecuting anyone he deems an enemy and how this time he plans to line his administration with people who will actually do it. The Rockefellers are using a fake Trump to try to derail this. Even if Trump turns out to be a Pied Piper, the rest of the world is taking action. The United States and Israel, who have long since joined forces, will both be held responsible the mass massacres in Gaza. Within a few years, Israel and the American empire will disappear. Those who fight against the direction of history will provoke wars and unnecessary deaths in their numbers, writes French journalist Thierry Maysan, reflecting the dominant view in most of the world. South Africa, Turkey and Russia are among the countries who have filed war crimes charges against the US and its Israel and Swiss-based Octagon leaders with the International Criminal Court, ICC, to investigate war crimes committed in Gaza. Turkish President Recep Erdogan says Turkey will make sure the world recognises Israel as a terrorist state. The Khazarian Mafia is now in a panic mode as their centuries-old plan to rule the world from Khazaria is crumbling following their defeat in the Ukraine. This has cut off a huge political bribe network. Polish intelligence calculates Ukraine has received more than $230 billion in aid since the Russian invasion in 2022. Between 20% and 36% of all financial aid provided to Kiev by the West 
has been misappropriated by Ukrainian officials, the Russian foreign ministry says. Most of the rest was misappropriated by US and Israeli officials or used to finance genocide in Ukraine and Gaza. Now, according to Mossad sources, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky will be hunted down as he is already long gone from Ukraine. His wife knew this was inevitable when they were in Canada. Polish intelligence agrees, saying the only thing about which there is no longer any doubt is that Zelensky will soon join the collection of friends of the United States who were sacrificed when they were no longer needed or could no longer be easily remotely controlled for some reason. Even the Jewish people are waking up. As an example, the formerly KM-controlled BBC is starting to question the Israeli narrative on Gaza, reporting Israel is yet to produce evidence of the tunnels used as an excuse to destroy a hospital. Thanks to survivors like Henry Makov, most Jews also now know it was the Satanists who were responsible for the Holocaust. That is why the KM are about to lose control even of their slave colony, Israel. Opposition leader Yair Lapid has joined the chorus of calls to oust Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu from his job. Netanyahu is being actively hunted by Israeli special forces now, Mossad sources report. Other proxy leaders like Justin Castro are also on their way out. He cannot appear in public now without being attacked by mobs. Of course, the KM are freaking out and are now threatening to destroy the world. They are still clinging to the illusion that they will be able to carry out their plan to start World War III in order to kill 90% of humanity and enslave the rest. However, he also reports there also seems to be some sort of otherworldly force at work to ensure the planet is not destroyed. Secretary of the US Air Force Frank Kendall says there are unknown unknowns preventing the U.S. from making ICBMs. Now, apparently, the U.S. only has more than a half-century-old Minuteman three missiles that nobody alive understands how to operate. So that's kind of reflecting what I think those of us who've been following the extraterrestrial stories have known for a while, that um, they disabled nuclear weapons because... If Earth was destroyed by nuclear weapons, which would be inevitable if it turned into a complete nuclear war, then it would also affect other parts of the galaxy and they cannot allow that to happen. So it's very heartening to see that we're seeing more and more signs of the collapse of the Khazarian Mafia, the satanists who've been controlling the planet for so long and just going back to what i was saying about david ike at the beginning his stories about the infiltration of the reptilian satanic forces are really the whole story of what we've been playing out here in terms of their loss of control of this planet So again, I ask you to keep your eye on the prize, to see that the takedown is happening. We're seeing more and more evidence of it from what the White Hats are doing, but also the way that the people are rising up against these governments who certainly do not have our interests at heart. And there are deep diving anons in the Twitterverse saying that November, as we're getting towards the end of it, is or has been a pretty monumental month in terms of all this exposure of the true agenda of the people that have liked to think that they're in charge. So anyway, that's all I have time for this week. I hope you've enjoyed the show and you'll join me for next week's Cosmic Creating Show. I'd like to thank Nancy Hopkins for producing and Derek Condit for sponsoring Cosmic Reality Radio. You can find him at mysticalwares.com where you'll find a huge range of Shungite products and other metaphysical goodies. And just as a reminder, you can find me at thesuccessalchemist.net. And so until next time, stay well, be safe and bye for now.
You have been listening to Cosmic Creating with Jan Shaw, updating current reality, a production of CosmicReality.com. Thank you.